Welcome to day one of our 40-day tour through the Gospel of John on the Pastor Mike Drop podcast during the season of Lent. I'm honored that you are taking this tour uh, here, and I cannot wait to dive in. So open your Bibles to John chapter 1, verse 1, and as you do, I want to begin with a story. I grew up in Chicago, and like a lot of my friends in Chicago, uh, became a huge Chicago Bears fan. When we moved to Iowa, uh, some of my friends here knew how big of a fan I was, and one year when the Bears were surprisingly good, that doesn't happen a lot, they made the Super Bowl, the Bears did, and when they qualified for the Super Bowl, my friends pooled their money together. One of them knew somebody who knew somebody who had access to tickets, and they got three tickets. They said, one for you, Mike, and, and one each for your two sons, and we want you to go to Miami to Super Bowl forty-one and enjoy the Bears in the Super Bowl, because they said, we don't think that this could probably happen again in your lifetime. So we went. But when we got there, I was completely blown away by the experience. From the moment we walked from the parking lot to the stadium in Miami, there wasn't even concrete to walk on because they had rolled out artificial green carpets and, and turf all over the place to walk on. And there were tents all over the place with, with uh, Super Bowl experiences and, and different fun things that you could do. And then there's REO Speedwagon giving a free concert over on one side of the stadium and LL Cool J doing the same thing on another and a medley of country singers over in another side of the stadium. When we got into the stadium and got to our seats, we looked out on the field and Cirque du Soleil is putting on a performance. And then the teams are introduced, and the fireworks go off, and, and the place is going wild. And, and when we got in, they, they had all this swag, something we all get. Swag stands for a free Super Bowl football and a seat cushion and colored signs to hold up during Prince's halftime show. It was glorious. And then Billy Joel walks out and sings the national anthem, and I'll, I'll never forget it. The place is just electric like nothing I'd ever seen at a football game before, a whole new level. And then the opening kickoff for a Bears fan, for, for my sons and me, here's a picture of us at the game. Uh, Devin Hester takes the opening kickoff and runs it back for a touchdown, something that had never been done before and hasn't been done since on the opening kickoff, kickoff of a Super Bowl. It was one of the highlights in the history of being a fan of the Chicago Bears. And we got to be right there to, to, to breathe it in. Half the stadium was going crazy, including my two sons and me. I tell you that story to say this. Because the rest of that game did not go well, if you know anything about Super Bowl history. Not for a Bears fan. But that's the, that's the thing that's the same and different with the Gospel of John. John's Gospel starts like that. It blows you away if you know what you're looking at. If you catch it. That's why I want to be your tour guide through the Gospel of John. I, I've just picked up some things along the way as a pastor in the decades that I've been doing this. And I want to make sure you don't miss it. I want to make sure that you see the things that are here because it's so easy to read through these first 18 verses that we're looking at today on day one of our 40-day journey. There's so many places where we can miss the, the most beautiful things, the, the most inspiring things. When we walked into that football stadium, it was a football game at a whole different level. Starting into John's gospel is like that. It's like reading literature at a whole different level. Let me show you what I mean. And as opposed to this football game, John's gospel ends extremely well. But we'll get to that by day 40. 
John chapter 1, verse 1. Keep in mind, this is an 18-verse poetic masterpiece above a Shakespearean sonnet, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. <laughs> I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. If you've got NIV or King James or NRSV or NASB, or whatever is your favorite English translation, that's absolutely fine. It's, it's going to work. But let's humbly remember that the Gospel of John wasn't written in King James English or NLT English. It was written in Greek. In fact, here it is. It's the Gospel of John, but it doesn't say that in English. It, it's in Greek, and, and then it's, it's the whole text. So along the way is your tour guide where I, I think there's a Greek word that's important and worth noting, and we'll bring some new revelations so that we don't miss the inspiration of what God is revealing to us, I'm going to go ahead and point that out, like right here in this first verse. In the beginning, the word, but the Greek word for word is logos, and it means more than just a word that's printed on a page or written down on a piece of paper. It has a, a spiritual connotation, a divine connotation to it. With that in mind, hear it again. In the beginning, the word already existed. The first phrase in the beginning, John's gospel connects us to the first phrase of the whole Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and he spoke creation into existence with, with words, let there be light. So now John says in this gospel that's about Jesus Christ, he says, well, if it's about Jesus, though, I have to go all the way back to the beginning of the story, and it isn't Christmas Day. It's day one of creation. It's all the way back to the very beginning. See what I mean by poetic masterpiece? And the more we start to see, the more it starts to blow us away. In the beginning, this logos, this word of God already existed. The same powerful word that's connected to the creator of the universe who speaks creation into existence with words. So now in the beginning, this word, it's already there. But then John makes this move and he starts talking about this logos, this word, as a person, this word was with God, so was alongside of God, distinct from God, but this word was also God, so the same as God. This word is divine, and this word is also distinct. He, verse 2, oh, now in this poetic masterpiece, John is saying this word is a person, gives a personal pronoun to describe this logos. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. This word, this logos, gave life to everything that was created, and his life, the life of Jesus Christ, brought light to everyone. This light of Jesus shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Skip down to verse 14, and it will tell us, This word became human and made his home among us, and he is full of grace and truth. And later, here in these 18 verses, John will say, it is grace on top of grace. This is not just a normal football game. This is not just a normal piece of literature. This is not just historical stuff for us to read. This is the word of God. Maybe you came into this podcast, maybe you got invited to listen in and tune in because you're looking for meaning, you're looking for purpose in life, you're looking for life itself, you're, maybe you're looking for God. God's looking for you. God's pursuing you. God's chasing after you. And in John's gospel, this is one of the ways God comes to us. 
he shows up not just in the beginning, but right here and right now. This God is with us. This God is with us for now and forever. It says in these 18 verses of John chapter 1, that if you believe in him, and that word belief is huge in John's gospel. We'll be talking about that from time to time as we go through these 40 days of Lent. If you believe in Jesus, if you believe in this word, if you believe in this one who is full of grace and truth, this power of God to create the universe that became human so that we could get to know God, so that God could come and pursue us, as we're searching for meaning in life, God brings meaning in life to us. <laughs> that if you believe in this word, if you believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the light that the darkness can't extinguish, this masterpiece poem says, and if you receive this Jesus, if you receive and believe this God, then God gives you the power to become his very own child. So in just the first 18 verses of John's Gospel, we're connected to the beginning of creation. We realize this isn't just a story about a carpenter's kid from Nazareth who lived in the first century Middle Eastern part of, uh, of near the Sea of Galilee. We realize it is that and it's so much more. It's a story about God pursuing you <laughs> and me and all of us in this world who are desperately searching for life and for meaning and for purpose. As you keep looking for God, Maybe hit the pause button once in a while and remember, God's looking for you. And he's been looking at you, lo looking for you from the very beginning. This God loves you. And he says, if you just believe in this one he sent so that you could get to know him, you will be called a child of God. Well, that's not a bad start. <laughs> and that's just the first 18 verses. Wait until you see and hear the rest of the story. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you again tomorrow on day two as we dive in a little deeper into John chapter one. Please like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using that helps us get the word out. And join us for weekend worship. You can go to lutheranchurchofhope.org to find out how. We'll see you there.